is here. Now, broadcasting from, from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Let's put things in basic perspective, which you're not going to find anywhere else. Not on talk radio, not on cable TV, and I don't care whose show it is. I want to put things in plain perspective. Joe Biden and his family have been involved in bribery, extortion, money laundering, wire fraud, involving enemies of the country, communist China, the prior Ukrainian corrupt administration type of Putin, and a corrupt Romanian government. They have acquired and have laundered and have secreted through shell companies anywhere from 30 to $50 million. Now that is enough to impeach this man, certainly with an inquiry, and enough for a special counsel. He's not even under investigation let alone facing any kind of charges in any court in the land. Not a single charge. He took classified documents out of the Senate skiff when he was a senator. It's a crime. A senator. And he took classified documents to his home in Wilmington and put them in the garage. Which, if what Donald Trump did is a crime, is certainly a crime. Again, the, it's not protected by the Presidential Records Act. It's called the Presidential Records Act. Nothing. A phony special counsel appointed. The most milk toast of milk toasts that they could find. Donald Trump took documents to Mar-a-Lago as an ex-president. 
of the Presidential Records Act. And under federal court precedent in Washington, D.C., Judge Jackson, an Obama appointee, he had every right not only to take them, but to decide what, if anything, he would give to the government. The National Archives, run by leftists, contacted the Department of Justice and Merrick Garland and said, we want those classified documents. Department of Justice was required to contact the White House for permission to look at the request. The White House gave permission. And they opened a criminal investigation. Because Donald Trump and his lawyers didn't act fast enough to give them what they wanted. Regardless of whether or not Donald Trump had to give them anything. And it also raises a much more complex constitutional issue of declassification. These are not things you indict a former president over. Certainly not a candidate is running for re-election. And yet Donald Trump was indicted under the Espionage Act of 1917. The Presidential Records Act, which went into effect in 1991... The Presidential Records Act wasn't even mentioned in the various charges that were brought against Donald Trump, even though it's the controlling law. And you have legal analysts all over TV telling you that this is the real case. And in bringing this case against Donald Trump, the prosecutors, the Biden Department of Justice, purposely used a Washington, D.C. grand jury even though that violated official Department of Justice prosecutorial guidelines, which compels grand jury investigations to be done in the district in which the events or most of the events are alleged to have occurred. South Florida is a thousand miles away from Washington, D.C. And so you have abuse of that process intentionally, given the makeup of the grand jury made up of Democrats. Oh, you need a majority of the grand jurors to agree to indict. Doesn't have to be unanimous. All the investigative activity, the witnesses, the presentations were made in Washington, D.C. to that grand jury. Then they ship them down to South Florida and say, okay, rubber stamp this grand jury in Florida. They rubber stamp it. And according to the Garland, Biden, Justice Department, that's good enough. Even though they violated their own rules. They took three years worth of video. They only wanted to give the president a certain number of weeks, if not months, of video. The judge down there said, that's ridiculous. You you don't get to decide what video they see and they don't see. They wanted to try the case without President Trump and his lawyers actually seeing classified information. The judge said, that's ridiculous. We're not going to do that either. They wanted to try the case in December. With a handful of Trump lawyers would have to go through 1.1 million documents. Three years of videos. All the testimony and all the rest that took place in the federal grand jury in Washington, D.C., 
the Department of Justice insisted that Donald Trump could get a fair trial. And at stake is Donald Trump's freedom. Because if he's found guilty of all the charges that have been presented against him, in the documents case, over documents, documents, he would have to serve hundreds of years in federal prison. In other words, he would die in federal prison. Over documents. Then in Washington, D.C., again, we have another grand jury under the same prosecutors. Most of these people at the senior level work for Eric Holder at the Department of Justice. They work with James Comey. They worked with Andrew Weissman. There's nothing special about this special counsel operation other than he was appointed special counsel, which means his entire existence is aimed at Donald Trump as opposed to the usual criminal division activity. Which is exactly why Garland will not appoint a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden. Because they know Joe Biden will die in federal prison. Yes, they can hold the indictments till after he leaves the presidency. Then we come to Washington, D.C. January 6th, we're told, was an insurrection. January 6th commission put together by Nancy Pelosi, where she chose the Democrats and the Republicans, two never-Trumpers. They hold a Stalinist-like public show trial. No information is provided, no witnesses are provided in defense of Donald Trump. Nothing. No evidence is provided linking Donald Trump to any of the violence that took place on that day none well what they do is they try by implication so Donald Trump was guilty of what happened that day because he spoke because he spoke to a group of people who assembled to protest the election he specifically told them to be peaceful Two days before, he specifically told his acting secretary of defense, the head of the Joint Chiefs, the chief of staff to the acting secretary of defense and others who were in the Oval Office to inform Capitol Hill, meaning Pelosi, and the mayor of Washington that he will make available to them 10,000 armed troops, National Guardsmen in the Army if they're concerned or they think they need security. They said no. The optics would be bad. The same time, the director of the FBI, effectively Chris Christie appointee, because Chris Christie recommended him, former head of the criminal division under George W. Bush, Ray had on his desk a memo The NYPD, the FBI office, one of their offices in in Virginia had picked up word that there could be violence that day. They sent it to headquarters and the FBI and nothing happened. It sat there. It sat there. Nothing happened. 
So Donald Trump, we were told, was responsible for whatever happened. And Donald Trump, we're told, was trying to obstruct the election of 2020. And Donald Trump, we're told, was trying to prevent the peaceful transition of power. And so what did they do? They take the 1871 Ku Klux Klan Act as one of their charges against Donald Trump, having taken the 1917 Espionage Act against Donald Trump in the documents case. Then on the obstruction issue, they've been very successful charging protesters from January 6th with 18 U.S.C. Section 1512. What's that? Everybody scratched their head. What the hell's that? Well, after the Enron scandal was over, they felt there was a gap, and Congress was asked to pass a law, which they did, that would make it a felony for corporate executives to destroy records in anticipation of Congress holding hearings. They've taken that law, they've expanded it beyond recognition, and they've applied it to hundreds of January 6th protesters. This is the obstruction that they've charged them with. It's been appealed to the circuit court. It will eventually get to the Supreme Court, but not in time. And I must tell you, I'm very concerned. We watch John Roberts and his student, Justice Barrett, who are now repeatedly siding with the leftists on the court, as they did today. Barrett is a massive disappointment. Conservatives fought like hell for her. Too bad. She's an Andrew Kennedy. Excuse me, an Anthony Kennedy. A disaster. That for another day. You're allowed to tell your vice president that you think he should send these decisions about electors back to the state. It's not illegal. It's not unconstitutional. It's certainly not criminal. That's not obstruction. You're allowed to reach back to state legislatures and the Republican Party and suggest that they send a list of their own electors. It's been done repeatedly. You hear the bobbleheads on TV regurgitate what I said, which is 1876 and 1960. That's exactly what was done. Today they call them fake electors. They can call them whatever they want. It doesn't change a damn thing. That's not a crime. The fact is that they were not certified by the archivist, and they were not accepted by the vice president serving as the president of the Senate, overseeing the January 6th electoral counts. That's the way it's supposed to work. There's nothing criminal about it. Nothing. And so they charge him with these phony crimes, which he can do God knows how much, another 200 years, I guess. And the judge that's overseeing the case is known to be a hack. She donated money to the Obama campaign. Two years later, he appoints her to the court. She is a radical leftist. She abuses her authority. You had three federal judges from that court, all appointed by Obama, sitting in the back row, 
last week when Donald Trump faced the magistrate at the public hearing? What do they think? Is this a clown show? Why were they sitting in the back row? And she's working very hard right now to write an opinion, in my view, which gives the federal government all or at least a big chunk of what they want and putting a gag rule on the former president so he cannot run for president. This provides a massive opportunity for the president, and I will explain why in a moment. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. First of all, President Trump's lawyer in the January 6th case, is the fellow's name Lauro or something? I don't remember. You don't go on TV Sunday and say the president may have had a technical constitutional violation in what he was telling, you know, uh, Pence. Because number one, it's not true. Number two, but you don't say that sort of thing there. But it's not true. There were no technical violations or violations of any kind. But more to the point... This is where I think my strategy, I don't know that it'll work or not, but something's got to be tried. Then you seek your interlocutory appeal to the D.C. Circuit if this lower court judge, in part or whole, silences President Trump and makes it impossible for him to run for president. You make the interlocutory appeal, that means an appeal before the trial's over, ask the the circuit court to take it up on an emergency basis where he's likely to lose because it's a very liberal court, and then fight to get to the Supreme Court. I'll be right back. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios, and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. On the straight and narrow path, you have a guide. Mark Levin. 
Call in now at 877-381-3811. Let me just try this again. So if this judge does, in part, or in a whole, carry out what the Biden administration wants, which says Donald Trump cannot speak, essentially about the case, or he has very limited latitude to speak about the case, despite being a presidential candidate, and everybody else can speak about it, including all of his opponents, including Joe Biden, including every Republican. Let that dumb bastard Chris Christie. But not Trump. And what is she going to do if he violates such an order? Throw him in prison? I don't put it past them. This is why Smith, Garland, Biden want everything done in Washington, D.C. This is why. America has never faced anything like this, nor should it. And I'm sick and tired of people saying Trump brought this on himself. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Did he bring the Russia collusion on himself? Did he bring impeachment? They were talking about impeaching him before he even was sworn in. Did he bring that on himself? Did he bring the first impeachment on himself? Of course not. Did he bring the Mueller investigation on himself? No. Did he bring the second impeachment on himself? He was impeached for reasons that Jack Smith hasn't even indicted him for. This is all phony. And a hundred years from now, when this republic is dead and gone, if this keeps up, this will be the time. This will be the time when it will be said, America unraveled. And the Democrat Party is doing this. And we have Republicans who are too stupid to understand that they are destroying the effectiveness of the Republican Party. They're destroying the Republican Party. Democrat, Joe Biden's not even under investigation. He's not even under investigation. Donald Trump is facing 78 charges. 78 charges. Based on documents. A Klansman Act. 1917 Espionage Act. And this clown DA in Manhattan. Everybody says his activity is bogus. And the clown DA in Atlanta is getting ready with a RICO charge of some kind that's used for the mob. RICO. Espionage Act. The Klan Act. You get my drift? So what they should do. They spend a little less time on TV, Trump's lawyer in Washington, D.C. I don't know the man. And a little more time thinking about what he's going to do, depending on what this judge rules in Washington. And what he should do, even if her ruling is said to be limited in terms of what the president can say, immediately see an interlocutory appeal to the circuit. Now, why is the circuit a Democrat circuit? You want to know why? Because Obama and Reid, when he was the Democrat leader, the majority leader in the Senate, they added more seats to the appellate court in Washington, D.C., and then they stuffed it with radical leftists. So be ready to have an emergency appeal from that to the Supreme Court, where there's really only three constitutionalists. So it's not at all clear what might happen. It's not at all clear what might happen, but it ought to work. So I'm not predicting anything. What I am saying is, it's the one route available. 
There are different ways to take this route. You can take it out of Florida on the date set for the trial. You can do it in Washington. But they need to do something. I want to read something to you. Remember this book, Men in Black, that I wrote? It's the first book I ever wrote. Al Rushmore wrote a beautiful forward to the book. And this book, I'm trying to remember, I think it came out in, uh, yeah, it's 2000, uh, 2004. Seems like forever ago, doesn't it? The biggest myth about judges is that they're somehow imbued with greater insight, wisdom, and vision than the rest of us. That for some reason, God Almighty has endowed them with superior judgment about justice and fairness. But the truth is that judges are men and women with human imperfections and frailties. Some have been brilliant, principled, and moral. Others have been mentally impaired, venal, and even racist. And Men in Black was written about the Supreme Court, but you can apply it to this clown judge, Chuck... Chutnik, or whatever the hell her name is, in Washington. The Supreme Court today, and I would argue all the federal judiciary, is involved in nearly every aspect of modern life, regularly vetoing the decisions of elected federal and state authorities. You know, one judge can dictate economic, cultural, criminal, and security policy for the entire nation. And when I was talking about the Supreme Court, who were these people? I'll give you some examples. John Rutledge was appointed by George Washington in 1795. By recess appointment, became the nation's second chief justice. Was a U.S. senator from Rutledge's native South Carolina. He wrote that after the death of his wife, his mind was frequently so much deranged as to be in great measure deprived of his senses. There was considerable opposition to Rutledge's appointment, and he was voted down by the Senate. There have been rumors that his mind was unsettled, and he was becoming insane. Rutledge's depression was so serious that he made two failed suicide attempts, one shortly before and one soon after the Senate rejected his nomination. What about Robert Greer, appointed by James Polk in 1846? He suffered paralysis in 1867. Thereafter began to slow mental decline. Case, uh, Greer's case is most troubling because he was the swing vote in one of the most important cases of his era, Hepburn versus Griswold, which struck down the law allowing the federal government to print paper money. Nathan Clifford, appointed by James Buchanan in 1858. After a period of mental decline, he suffered a stroke in 1880 just before the beginning of the October term. Justice Miller described the situation bluntly. Judge Clifford reached Washington on the 8th of October, a babbling idiot. I quote, I saw him within three hours after his arrival, and he did not know me or anything. And though his tongue framed words, there was no sense in them. He kept his seat until his death in 1881. Sounds like Joe Biden. Stephen Field, Field was appointed by Lincoln in 1863, was one of the longest-serving justices. As Chief Justice William Rehnquist has written, the end of field service became increasingly lame and often seemed lethargic to his colleagues during the winter of 1896-97. His condition worsened. 
and his questions in the courtroom indicated that he had no idea of the issues being presented by counsel. James C. McReynolds was appointed by William, excuse me, Woodrow Wilson in 1914. He was a notorious anti-Semite. He said he didn't want the court plagued with another Jew. There is no official photograph for the court for 1924 because McReynolds refused to stand next to Justice Louis Brandeis, the court's first Jewish justice. He would leave the room whenever Brandeis would speak in conference. It's also openly hostile toward the second Jewish justice, Benjamin Cardozo. He often held a brief or record in front of his face when Cardozo delivered an opinion from the bench on Opinion Day. A McReynolds law clerk, John Knox, also wrote that the justice disapproved of the fact that Knox had been polite to McReynolds, African-American servants, to McReynolds' African-American servants, Harry and Mary. McReynolds told him, I realize that you're a Northeasterner, who has never been educated or reared in the South, but I want you to know that you are becoming much too friendly with Harry. You seem to forget that he is a Negro and you are a graduate of a Harvard Law School. And yet for days now, it has been obvious to me that you are, well, treating Harry and Mary like equals. This was Democrat Wilson's appointee, McReynolds. Really, a law clerk to a justice of the Supreme Court of the United States should have some feeling about this position and not wish to associate with colored servants the way you are. I do wish you would think of my wishes in the matter in your future relations with darkies. Hugo Black, Black appointed by FDR in 1937, his first appointment. But a member of the Ku Klux Klan in Alabama, he stayed on the court longer than he should have. In 1969, he suffered a stroke, resulting in partial loss of memory. His health troubles became worse in late March 1971. He started having acute pain in his left ear and a chronic headache over his eye and in the back of his head. Aspirin didn't help. He found it more difficult to concentrate. His short-term memory was waning. You can see a lot of these guys had dementia found it more difficult to concentrate. Uh, he would latch on to some event of long ago and reminisce. In conference, he began to stumble badly, becoming tired and confused and unable to remember which case was being discussed. One day, a book's going to be written about Biden. People who sat around him and saw the same thing, I guarantee you. Black's mental decline seemed to lead to paranoia in the months before his resignation and death. Black was paranoid about the future, expressing fears of governmental collapse that Nixon was preparing a military coup, and on and on. And I should mention that Black um, was, uh, was a bigot against Catholics as well. And I can go through all this. Um, let's talk about Abe Fortas. LBJ appointed Fortas to the court in 1965, continued to act as an advisor to Johnson while he was on the court. He supplemented his court's salary, 39500 at the time, by taking money from a foundation set up by a convicted stock swindler. Fortas resigned from the Supreme Court after it was revealed that while on the bench, he had pocketed a $20,000 retainer from the foundation of jailed financier Lewis Wolfson. And we can go on. The point of this is, there are about a thousand federal district judges in America. 
They're all human beings. Some more than others. They're all imperfect. Some of them are sleazeballs. Some of them are dim-witted. Some of them are politically corrupt in the sense that they couldn't serve an honest minute on a court given their biases and their activism. And some of them are the opposite of all those things. Faithful to the Constitution. The activism and the bias on the D.C. courts, that is the district court level especially, is unconscionable. And it was intended that way by both Obama and Biden. The Democrat-appointed judges are the worst in the country. And that bench is the most powerful of all the district courts in America, as is the circuit court. So the Democrats control the D.C. courts, mostly, even though there's some Trump appointees. They control the circuit above those district court levels, and they're trying to do the same to the Supreme Court. This is the hell that Donald Trump finds himself in. This is the hell that Donald Trump finds himself in. And this is why when Judge Cannon, finally a judge in Florida, says, why are you doing all this stuff with the grand jury in Washington, D.C.? Why are you still running that grand jury when the case is here in Florida? And the media don't give a damn. Fat boy. Which one you mean? Either one. Bill Barr, Chris Christie, they don't give a damn. They're cheering on Biden, the Department of Justice, and the special counsel. They care no more about the survivability of our justice system and our electoral system than the Democrats, because they've thrown in with them. Barr has even gleefully said, yes, yes, I will, I will uh, testify against Trump if I'm called. And of course... Pence, Mike Pence has said the same thing. I'm not asking, but I, of course, I'll be available. Executive privilege for Trump has been destroyed by the very same judge who's hearing this week the protection order, Mr. Producer. She has a history now of activism, of abusing her authority, abusing power making it extremely difficult for defendants to defend themselves. And I want to keep you to keep something in mind. She used to be in the Federal Public Defender's Office in Washington until she took a huge job with one of the Tony Democrat law firms in Washington. So she used to defend criminals. So now, you see, she's seen the light. And when it comes to Republicans, when it comes to protesters, when it comes to Trump... She has sided 100% with the Biden Justice Department. 100% and even gone beyond their recommended sentences. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. This uh, prosecutor has been admonished by the Supreme Court in the past. He's been admonished by several juries that have refused to go along with what he's, what he's dealt. But he knows in this district court judge he has an ally. I hope she surprises us. I'll be the first to say, good job, judge. But so far she's destroyed hundreds of lives. Hundreds. Including the use of a bogus interpretation of a statute that's highly questionable from the Enron era against people from you know January 6th who weren't even violent. We shall see. Because it really shouldn't take long if she's going to ditch what the Department of Justice has sent her. It shouldn't take long to issue a one or two page opinion. I also predict that if she rules for the government, she will wrap herself in the Constitution. She will wrap herself in all kinds of flim-flam that will sound very impressive, but will mean absolutely nothing. I want to thank you all. I think for the third or fourth week in a row, we were number one on Life, Liberty, and Levin for the entire weekend, all time slots. I want to thank all of you radio listeners. We have fantastic ratings. And, you know, it's interesting in New York. Mine is the only show, four to five nights a week, that's either up against the Mets or the Yankees. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? Tough competition, but we do it. We'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Let me just say this. If you'll take a look at some of my social media posts today. Should Donald Trump win the presidency? Or Ron DeSantis? Or any conservative? The others won't do it. 
they not only should pardon Trump and Trump himself from anything related to these indictments, he should pardon himself or they should pardon him for any state indictments or charges too and claim the supremacy clause. Now, why is that? Because you can't have the Democrat Party going around the federal system into the state and local system to use up to thousands and thousands of DAs and assistant DAs to bring cases against him, as two of them have. One has and one will. Because it does as much damage to a president to defend himself against state criminal charges as federal criminal charges. But Mark, he doesn't have the authority. Again, we're dealing with mental midgets here. These legal analysts do not understand the full Constitution. Of course, it's never been done before because presidents never been treated like this before. In fact, a presidential candidate's never been treated like this before. So I would argue the supremacy clause. That's what I would argue. That when it comes to a federal presidential election, you cannot have Democrat DAs in this town or that town bringing charges against a president. I mean, they're working on a RICO charge that's used for the mob in Atlanta. That's what I mean. See, none of this fits in the box because Trump didn't violate any laws. Trump didn't violate the Presidential Records Act. So they dust off the 1917 Espionage Act, which they wouldn't even use against Hillary Clinton. Then they dust off the obstruction statutes, which, again, they wouldn't even use against Hillary Clinton. But that's different. The only difference is she wasn't president. He was. So what else is different? Other than two people being treated treated in disparate ways because one is Trump and one's a Clinton. That's it. Simple. You don't need a legal analyst. And the Washington, D.C. thing is just another disgusting and unfunny joke. Where they dust off the Klan Act, among other things. What happened to sedition? A conspiracy to commit sedition? An insurrection? I remember legal analysts, including on my favorite cable network, on Fox. Yeah, that's a slam dunk there. I think that's a slam dunk. And I remember posting against these people, Mr. Producer. One of them is a former deputy independent counsel to my dear friend who's gone, unfortunately, Ken Starr. So everything's at stake right now. Everything. Everything. It's just why we do not have time for the rhinos. The rhinos, which is why some hosts, some media outlets, some platforms can't get enough of them. Keep pushing them out there. The Chris Christie's, the Bill Barr's, the Chris Sununo's. I don't, Sununu's, I don't have to tell you who. You can figure it out. You can see it yourself. You can see it yourself. You know, we don't have many platforms. We conservatives. We don't have many platforms. They need to be used in an intelligent way to defend our liberty and our republic. This isn't about debates. I got one from one side, one from the other. What are you talking about? I'll give you an example. Meet the press. Face the nation. What's the ABC one? I don't even remember. 
this week with ABC. You want me to come on a debate, one of your uh, legal scholars? Let's do it. I don't even want to come on their networks. Happy to do it. Never happened, Mr. Producer, will it? Oh, because they're unfair and unbalanced. That's why. That's why. It's troublesome, but I got to move on. Here's a perfect example of what Joe Biden's doing to the country when it comes to our economy, energy independence, national security. He's destroying us in every way. And that's the Democrat Party. And by the way, a reminder we're going to make a big push on the book, The Democrat Party is Destroying America. Not because I like to have big pushes on books. It's an enormous amount of work for me and my family and my friends and the publisher and everybody else. Because the message is crucial and this is a crucial time period. And this is what I can do is help spread the word. And what you can do is spread the word. I can't reach all the people you know. I can't reach all your friends. I can't reach all your neighbors. You can reach them. And you can be armed with more knowledge than they'll ever know is possible to possess. I have a friend of mine now reading a pre-publication copy. I don't think I'll mind me mentioning this because he said, asked if he could have permission to tweet on it. And I said, yes. You know Mark Meckler. He's the boss over there at the uh, Convention of States. He says, my God, this is the most important book you've ever written. I said, I know. I'm trying to explain that to people. And he said, not only that. The way it's written is so compelling. And by the way, so frustrating. That people need to tie the name Democrat Party to all these events that they've unleashed on this nation in the past and especially right now. I said, 100%. This is essentially a brief, a plain English brief of 400 pages that destroys that party. Here's a perfect example. The New York Post. President Biden frequently extolled an electric vehicle company, which is energy secretary heavily invested, before it declared bankruptcy yesterday. Bay Area-based electric bus and battery maker Proterra filed for Chapter 11 with CEO Gareth Joyce, citing various market and macroeconomic headwinds that have impacted our ability to efficiently scale. That is blah, blah, blah for there's no market for this. There's no market for this. The electric vehicle firm, which sold more than 1,300 electric buses, wow, big deal, to public transit systems in the U.S. and Canada. And they sold it to them, by the way, because those governments insisted that they buy them. was valued at $1.6 billion when Biden took office in January 2021, but closed with a market value today of $362 million, according to Reuters. In 2021, ready? The president pledged more than $10 billion of your tax dollars from his $1.9 trillion dollar bipartisan infrastructure plan which McConnell voted for which Lindsey Graham voted for with 19 moronic Republicans in the Senate voted for towards zero emission transit school bus programs 
See, this is how this works. This is how it works. Just make more promises, and if they fail, make more promises on top of that. Every Marxist regime knows how to do that. He's promoted pro-terror several times since taking office, Biden has, and once virtually toward a facility. Right now, we're running way behind China, but you guys are getting us in the game, Biden said in April 2021. We're going to end up owning the future, I think, if we keep doing what we're doing. What, going bankrupt? And keep in mind, he's doing the same with the country, pushing us into bankruptcy. At the time of the tour, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, there is a moron if there ever was one, held between $1 million and $5 million in stock of the entire vehicle company, the Washington Free Beacon reported, prompting ethics concerns and calls for her divestment. At the time of the tour, Granholm raked in $1.6 million in profit after selling hundreds of shares in May 2021. Ready? Months after she first pledged to do so. She served on Proterra's board from February 2017 until just before her Senate confirmation in January 2021. Biden also appointed Joyce, Proterra's CEO, to the President's Export Council in February 2023. Through his leadership, Garrett Joyce is growing Proterra's EV battery manufacturing footprint in the U.S., and accelerating the transition of, of uh, transit and other commercial vehicles to zero-emission solutions, the White House said in a statement at the time. Philadelphia purchased a fleet of Proterra buses in 2019 that had to be taken out of service in February of the following year due to defects, the local NPR affiliate reported. According to WHYY, I actually know exactly where that is. Sources familiar with the situation blamed a defect in the bus's plastic chassis that led to cracking. Gee, who would have thought, Mr. Producer, plastic chassis crack? What do you have plastic chassis? But anyway, to make them really light, you know, to meet standards. So the main company that they've been hawking filed for bankruptcy. And God knows how much of your money they got. They can't even succeed when the government's buying their product and the government is subsidizing their manufacturing the product. How do you not succeed when the government's giving you money to produce and giving you money to buy your product? I'll tell you how. Because it's stupid. That's how. The market is the only thing that can make this work. This is where Joe Biden's driving us. What does he say about this today? Nothing. And he's not going to say anything. He's certainly not going to take any responsibility. He'll probably announce it's Donald Trump's fault. You know where Biden is today? He's in Arizona. You know what he's doing in Arizona? He's nationalizing about a million acres of land. He says he's doing that because of the indigenous peoples there. That this was their land. Really? Really? I thought the word Wilmington was an Indian word, eh? an indigenous people's phrase. Is this the game we're going to play? I guess Manhattan needs to be given back, and the whole country needs to be given back. And to which tribe, since the tribes were constantly at each other's throats, massacring each other? And of course, before the tribes, we have the Incas, who came out of, who came out of where? South of the border. What is now 
Central America was the entire South American so-called continent. Wow. And what came before them? The Spaniards. Who settled the area. So I guess we need to give the United States back to Spain. But don't worry, the Jews, the Jews, what do you mean, Mark? The Jews in Judea and Samaria, according to Joe Biden, that's not their land. Even though they've been there for 4,000 damn years. No, that's not their land. That belongs to the Bedouins, who we call Palestinians today. Oh, now I get it. So here he's taken one million acres away outside of the Grand Canyon. Uh, And uh, there can be no mining there. There can be no drilling there. And this is what they're doing. And they now have their eyeballs, Mr. Producer, on 1.6 million acres in Colorado. Extremely fertile land in the sense that it's very fertile for oil drilling, natural gas, and, and uh, mining. And this is how they're going to destroy our economy in the degrowth movement that was born over 50 years ago in Europe when all the commies met and decided that they were going to use this as an environmental issue. And then we have all the suckers who believe this stuff. Yes. And here we have a company that just went bankrupt. And it was hailed as this great company. I saw some idiot on Fox, a liberal, a Democrat, say, yes, but we subsidize oil companies too. Uh, We subsidize oil companies, too. What she means is, we don't don't pay oil companies, ladies and gentlemen. They use the tax code that Congress and Biden, who was in Congress forever, created. So if you drill a hole and it comes up dry, it's a tax deduction. Not all of it, part of it. Or if you buy equipment to drill or to refine... When you make investments like that, you get better tax treatment because of your capital investment. This is what they mean by subsidizing. We don't hand oil companies $10 billion. Hey, look at this. But the Democrat Party is filled with liars and scoundrels, miscreants and malcontents. That's why I'm pushing the hell out of this book. And you're going to think, just like Mark Meckler, who we have tremendous respect, that this is an incredible book. And not only that, I will be doing a one-hour interview with Hannity before its release. I'll be doing a one-hour interview, I think, with Hegseth, who will do it on my show. We're going to promote it very strongly, and I want to encourage you to go to Amazon.com now or any of these retailer outlet links. And Amazon, it's 40% off, get in the queue and grab your book, because this has to win the day. We have to win the day. The case has to win the day. Let me put it to you this way. Milton Friedman used to say, everything that really goes wrong in our society in a major way is the fault of government. And he's right. But I'm going to amend it. Here's what Mark Levin says. Everything major that goes wrong in our country today 
is the fault of the Democrat Party. They own the federal government. They own the federal bureaucracy. They own the media. They own our educational system. Anything major that goes wrong in this country, and I would go further, anything minor that goes wrong in this country is on the shoulders of the Democrat Party. It is today as it was 150 years ago. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know a company is looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama. There's a hold on the senior ranks of the Pentagon. Because the Biden administration and the most senior ranks of the Pentagon. Another one of these orders coming from the Oval Office. Decided that the Pentagon would not be neutral on the issue of abortion, in fact, would spend money transporting, I guess we can call them women who are pregnant, uh, to have abortions. Now, this has never been done. Never. But Joe Biden is such a radical on the issue of abortion that they've done it. So what did the senators say? I'm holding up all these promotions until you drop this and go back to the status quo. So he's attacked today. Do you know who criticizes him? Nikki Haley. There's got to be another way, she says. And what is that other way, Nikki? You see, our Republicans never back Republicans who take a stand against wokeism and the attack on our culture. You know a company's looking for you when they actually upgrade your service? And don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. 
The only show with a warning label for liberals. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. You know, China has an H-20 stealth bomber. That's quite an effective weapon. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? Now, you do know that China has a larger navy than we do, and they're on a building spree as I speak. China has now threatened the Philippines. China had its warships with Russia's off, off the coast of Alaska. China has a first-class military, and it's getting better and better, and we are flat-footed. And meanwhile, here's Mitch McConnell, who could actually complete a thought in an interview with the New York Times. Now, I want you to think about this. Chris Christie will go on ABC, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, meet the press, and all the rest of it. He will not come on this program because he's a coward. Mitch McConnell will talk to the New York Times, which hasn't endorsed a Republican for president in 412 years. Which is the enemy of the Republic, let alone Republicans. But he sits down and does an interview with them. He won't come on the show either. That's why I don't bother being respectful to any of them, because they're frauds. Why? Because we have 14 and a half million conservatives in this audience, and they don't want to talk to you. New York Post reports that Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has gently nudged his Republican counterparts in the House to pump the brakes on chatter of impeaching President Biden. Even pump the brakes on chatter, you see. I said two years ago when we had not one but two impeachments that once we go down this path, it incentivizes the other side to do the same thing McConnell told the New York Times in an interview published Tuesday. This is just out now. Impeachment ought to be rare. This is not good for the country. Actually, right now it's very good for the country because we actually have a president of the United States who's committing high crimes and misdemeanors as I speak by violating separation of powers. So, but this is the kind of Republicans we have, you see. Mitch McConnell is sort of a Wall Street Journal Republican, praised constantly by National Review, praised constantly by rhinos in radio and TV, constantly. What do you think of this, Mitch? May I call you Mitch? We've known each other all these years, Mitch. Jailed Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny gets 19 more years in prison. Russians had prosecutors that asked for 20, but the court only gave him 19. Russian President Vladimir Putin's most prominent opponent was sentenced last Friday to an additional 19 years behind bars on extremism charges. A Russian judge delivered the guilty verdict and sentencing in the closed-door trial against Navalny in a courtroom inside the maximum security prison camp about 145 miles east of Moscow, where the Russian opposition leader is already serving 11 and a half years. Now, what do you think about what I just read to you? What do you think about it? This was a trial by a Putin-appointed judge. Okay? 
what the Biden administration was once a trial in front of an Obama appointed judge, a notorious Obama appointed judge. All right. A closed door trial. The Biden administration isn't asking for a closed door trial, but they're asking for a trial in which the public doesn't know what the evidence is. Pretty close. The Russian prosecutors have requested a 20-year prison term for the latest charges. The prosecutors against Trump are requesting 400 years. We're not at the sentencing stage, but that's the rational outcome. Because, you see, Putin's opponent has been an extremist. Now, his opponent, it's Navalny's fifth criminal conviction, longest prison sentence to date. All the charges have been widely viewed as politically motivated strategy by the Kremlin to silence its fiercest critic. Sound familiar, America? It's pretty damn right on in what's happening to Trump. For years, the Kremlin has attempted to silence Navalny and prevent his calls for transparency and accountability from reaching the Russian people. The Gaul, the U.S. Department of State spokesman, Matthew Miller, said in a statement, by conducting this latest trial in secret and limiting his lawyer's access to purported evidence. Is that not what Smith is doing right now? Russian authorities illustrated yet again both the baselessness of their case and the lack of due process afforded to those who dare to criticize the regime. They take attorney-client privilege away from Trump. Right? They use a 1917 law that's not supposed to apply. They take one charge and turn it into 37 charges to pile on. They don't want Trump to have access to the classified material. The judge said, wait a minute. I'm not playing that game because she's a judge who's not on that D.C. social circle. You know what's there in Washington, D.C. She's in Florida, which means she must be dumb. You know, she's not one of us. I'm reading this to you for a reason. We are condemning what Putin has done. The same administration that is condemning this, and rightly so, is doing this or something very similar to it. To Donald Trump. Navalny, a 47-year-old lawyer turned politician, has been in jail since 2021 upon returning to Russia after recovering in Germany from nerve agent poisoning that he blamed on the Kremlin. 2022, a Russian judge added another nine years to his already two and a half years for embezzlement and other charges. Of course, he didn't commit embezzlement any more than Trump committed obstruction. Earlier this year, Navalny's team sounded the alarm over his deteriorating health while in solitary confinement, saying he's not received any treatment. They said he's been repeatedly put in solitary confinement for two weeks since for months. On eve of Friday's verdict, Navalny said in a social media statement from behind bars that he expects a Stalinist sentence of 18 years, Mr. Producer. Stalinist. Sound familiar? I'm not joking. I'm not joking. The fact that this is occurring, which is an outrage, at the same time what's happening to Trump is so emblematic of what's being done here. 
Yes. And he's being cheered on. Smith, Garland, Biden, by CNN and MSNBC, by the hosts, by the guests, cheered on. Because the similarity between the Russian, Russia state Putin media and Joe Scarborough and MSNBC and Wolf Blitzer and CNN, the similarity is also remarkable. There's no question about it. Now listen to this one. Navalny called on people to view his sentence cold-bloodedly and find ways to resist Putin's regime. Can you imagine if Trump said, find ways to resist Biden's regime? (gasps) Oh. You can't say that. You got to take what's given to you. Like a good political prisoner. Trump says they're interfering with the election. There is no question about that. But ladies and gentlemen, if he does one way in prison, he's a political prisoner. The first political prisoner of this kind in American history. He said, Navalny did, to be honest, we always help Putin's strategy of intimidation by throwing hysterics and clutching at our hearts over every arrest. We must not forget about anyone, but at the same time, we must firmly realize that power in Russia has been usurped and illegally seized. Tell us about that with executive orders. This guy, Biden, reminds me of Chavez, Hugo Chavez. In Venezuela, when he was first, obviously he's dead, but he was there. He'd walk down the street, he'd point at a building, that one, that one, that one, and they said, what do you mean? Oh, we're nationalizing these things. So Biden flies out to the Grand Canyon and the million acres around Grand Canyon. He said, okay, we're nationalizing that. Colorado, we're going to nationalize that too. Okay. Women's sports, well, we're going to destroy that. Oh, okay. Equality, no more equity now. Put it in all the laws. The demigod has spoken. Oh, okay. He says, support political prisoners. Paint graffiti. Go to a rally. There's no shame in choosing the safest way to resist. There's shame in doing nothing. It's shameful to let yourselves be intimidated. Russia is floundering, he said, in a pool of either mud or blood with broken bones, with a poor and robbed population. And around it lies tens of thousands of people killed in the most stupid and senseless war of the 21st century, he said. Well, you know, if you're Judge Chutnik or whatever the hell her name is in Washington, D.C., you'd have to silence him, wouldn't you? Now let's see if this judge is like one of these Putin judges. When she issues her order... Because she's so smart and competent and absolutely superb. Well, the judge in California is a nincompoop, you know. It's amazing. Sotomayor in the Supreme Court, she's known as being an idiot. And the biggest idiot on the court. It's known. It's a fact. But you're not allowed to say anything. There, I just said it. The first human being in America to say it. She's considered a dummy. But you can't say that. No, 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 no. No. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
You know what companies looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Breaking from Ryan King at the New York Post. A bag of cocaine found in the West Wing last month belonged to someone in the Biden family orbit, and the president apparently knows who it is. Soldier of Fortune publisher Susan Katz Keating made the shocking claim citing three security sources and a report published Sunday, even texting a number linked to President Biden in a bid to sniff out the culprit. According to Keating, while the Secret Service publicly announced July 13, they'd closed the investigation without identifying a suspect due to a, quote, lack of physical evidence. Authorities were able to follow enough clues to come up with a name and were confident enough in their detective work to inform the commander-in-chief If you want the name, ask Joe Biden, one source told Keating. He knows who it is. It was someone within the Biden family orbit, and it wasn't Hunter, said a second source, referring to the president's adult son, an admitted recovering drug addict. Keating then said she texted a number provided by the White House, purportedly to send Biden SMS messages, and asked point blank, quote, three trusted sources tell me, The Secret Service gave you the name of the person who brought the cocaine into the executive mansion. Is this true? And if so, can you please confirm the name? The message from Keating bounced back with the label not delivered. The Post sought to replicate the process by texting the same number provided in Soldier of Fortune article. The response appeared to be automated text linking to the community messaging platform. Last July, the White House announced... Biden had joined community, a text messaging system in which celebrities can communicate with ordinary folks directly. Biden's team rolled out of a Delaware-based phone number to the platform, encouraging everyday citizens to share their personal experiences with gun violence. The Post has not been able to independently confirm or corroborate Keating's report. The White House and Secret Service did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Prior to purchasing Soldier of Fortune and becoming its publisher, Keating worked as a reporter at the Washington Times, covering security issues before moving to the Washington Examiner. So, you have to believe the Secret Service and the FBI know who the hell it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's not the crime of the century. And you better believe they know who it is. And so does Biden. It's just another grotesque cover-up. What do you say, Maggot Haberman? You going to look into this over at the New York Slimes? Of course not. We don't break news on the White House. 
No. How about Philip Bumpass? Is he going to? No, not at the Washington Post. How about Jeremy and his Peters? No. We can't do that. Wow. Imagine that, Mr. Producer. Well, there you have it, America. According to these sources, anyway, Biden knows who it is. But nobody will ever get to ask him. First of all, they have thinned the crowd of reporters by over 400. So they only have uh, brown nosers, pretty much. Pretty much. And number two, he'll play stupid, which he really is. Any type of question. Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden. Mr. As he shuffles off for his next trip to uh, Wilmington or Rehoboth or nationalizes something else in the country. Mr. Biden. Do you know who got the Biden? What? That's what we'll get. In other words, we'll get nothing. Oh, my goodness. To quote the Democrats, if that's true, Mr. Producer, if that's true, other than us, nobody will give a damn, will they? Nobody will give it that. He'll say, oh, my goodness. I can hear that slob that was the senator from Missouri. What the hell is that woman's name? I think she's a woman. She looks like Chris Christie, actually. Maybe it is Chris Christie in drag. One never knows. Whoever that former senator was, Josh Hawley beat her, thank God. But he loves his whatever. He loves him or her. McCaskill, that's it. She's now a commentator, a, a grifter over there at MSLSD, I believe. Yes, he loves this person. We live in a very sick culture, ladies and gentlemen, and it's only getting sicker. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. What is the weather going to be in 10 days in New York? Do you know, Mr. Producer? No? Do you know what it's going to be in 100 years? No. You know, I feel like in America, our elites and the ruling class are the dumbest, most incompetent elites and ruling class, not only in American history, but in all history. Because they're driven by ideology. So science isn't science. We learned that the hard way, didn't we, over the last few years? Babies aren't babies when it comes to abortion. So for the Democrat Party, science is whatever they say it is. Words mean whatever they say they mean. Genitalia is whatever they say it is. Forget about biology. And these are the people who want to run your life in the country. We are ceding to China the world's cobalt. Well, at the same time, we're destroying energy diversity in our country. 
locking down tens of millions of not just acres, but millions of miles of land so that we can mine and drill, shutting it down. We're destroying the automobile in order to remake it in Washington. And the most fundamental material needed to make that automobile is controlled by the communist Chinese, who are building a military that is bigger than ours in order to, they hope not a direct war, but to take Taiwan, eventually to take the islands off of Japan, to take big chunks of the Philippines and Vietnam. and They're in our hemisphere. They're not in our hemisphere because they just want to have a good time and have some trips here. Then we nationalize a million acres around the Grand Canyon. And we pretend it's because of the Indian tribes. But it locks up Massive amounts of our mining of uranium. We only have about 3 to 7% of our own uranium here in the United States. We have to acquire most of it from overseas, including Russia. What kind of country commits suicide like this? If you hate America, this is what you do. If you believe America is a white supremacist country with no redeeming value, this is what you do. If you're a Democrat who wants power, this is what you do. You play to the most extreme and radical elements in our society. You embrace them. You embrace their policies. And you do whatever you have to do for power. The Democrat Party cannot succeed through fair elections. The Democrat Party's economic system cannot succeed, period. They want to change voters. I want to remind you of something. <coughs> and I write about this extensively in my new book. The Democrat Party actually believed Woodrow Wilson at the top, that they could change America's population through eugenics. Through eugenics. Get rid of the idiots and the imbeciles, they said. I've told you this. Especially those blacks. They're just not smart enough. You can't have a more perfect society. You cannot expect us to create a more perfect society when we have the, these kinds of truly imperfect human beings who get to vote. Not everywhere, but somewhere. But are counted as part of the population when it comes to designating congressional seats. It's just untidy. We need to tidy things up. So the Marxists, a.k.a. the early progressives, believed in eugenics. It was extremely popular. Margaret Sander did. The founder of Planned Parenthood. And others. And so that's just the way it goes, America. And so we have open borders. Why? Because Americans are just too stupid to know what's good for them. Here we are trying to perfect our society 
and we can't get the votes that we need from the American citizens. So we will change the citizenry. Now, of course, the minute you say that, you're attacked, as you would expect, because the media are an arm of this ideological party that hates America, because the media hate America. Oh, they like their own lives and lifestyle. And when I say hate America, when you have this idiot on the soccer team, the woman's soccer team, what is that idiot's name? I can't. Rapone, is that it? Rapone? Rapino. Rapino, Rapinus, who knows what the hell's going on. But Rapino, she hates the country. She's chasing a ball on a field. She's extraordinarily famous. She's made millions. Chasing a ball on the field. And she hates us. When she says she hates America, you are America. They hate you. When I say the Democrat Party hates America, that means they hate Americans. They'll never say it, but I explain it. So they have no choice. That's why the borders are open. They don't believe in the American citizen. They believe in the global citizen because Americans are just too damn stubborn. They're just too damn stupid. And I'm talking about all Americans, regardless of race. You understand So for the Democrat Party to have power, it has to essentially mimic what other autocratic parties have done recent times and in history. And that's what they're doing. Punishing their political opponents. Using the law to destroy the law. Nationalizing projects. When you nationalize a million acres in Arizona, the moment you nationalize it, all productive activity must stop. All of a sudden, private mines are, are taken over by the government. Now imagine all the little towns that exist in this one million acre area, Mr. Producer. They're all going to become ghost towns. The little restaurants, the little mines... Gas stations, they're going to cease to exist. I dare the Democrat Party media to go into those million acres and find these people and see what happens to them. They never will. Because they don't care either. They exist. They're not, it's not a free press. The New York Times, the Washington Post, and the networks, and CNN and MSNBC, they've destroyed the free media. They've destroyed it. There is no free press in America. And by free press, by free press, what's meant is a press that challenges the government. Oh, you'll get a story here and there. But when a press is an appendage to the Democrat Party, which is an appendage to the government and vice versa, it's not a free press. Now, you're going to say, Mark, we've heard this before, but you didn't hear it before I wrote Unfreedom of the Press and laid it out. People forget. I don't remember. How old is that book? Seven, eight years old? I lay the foundation for these things and we move on. So when they catch on, which I want them to catch on, then it's like, oh, we already know this. You know it because you're a listener. You know it because you're smart. American Marxism. Now you now hear President Trump. You now hear people on Fox. You now hear people on conservative talk radio. You now hear columnists or read them. They use the term which you could never use before. You'd be a kook. So they used to say, oh, socialist. So 
progressives or radical. Le- no, they're Marxists. Now, they're different kinds of Marxists. I got it. But they are fundamentally Marxists. And when you look around the cost of fuel, your quality of life, crime in the streets, illegal immigrants pouring into our country and pouring into our cities, the military under assault, the police under assault, your personal freedom under assault. Our schools turning into crap. Who's responsible for it? Because I'm sitting here thinking as I'm working on topics for my book 16 months ago, 18 months ago. How do they get away with this? They get away with it because we don't identify them with it. We wring our hands. We complain about it. An issue here, an issue here. What's happening? What's happening? The Democrat Party is leading a revolution against this country. That's what's happening, and they're leading it from within. These things don't just happen. They're being imposed on us, like Lenin said they should be, like Gramsci said they should be, like Saul Lenski said they should be. Slowly but surely, top down. The cultural institutions, then the governing institutions, impose your will, slowly but surely. And people vote for it. Until it's too late. And they say, what happened? What do you mean, what happened? You voted for this. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You voted Democrat. And that's the point. Don't get me started on the Republican Party. The Republican Party sucks, and I mean it. But it doesn't seek to fundamentally transform America. It can suck without seeking to fundamentally transform America. It can suck without embracing Leninism, Marxism. What those damn fools in Washington, the Republicans, don't understand is how little control they have over anything. And then you have McConnell announcing, to the New York Times, of course, Interpreter? Yes. We shouldn't impeach Biden. We should destroy Trump, but don't impeach Biden. This is what we get. So we need to identify the culprit. And we need to identify the culprit over and over and over and over again to our families, to our friends, to our colleagues. This isn't just happening. They're doing it. These executive orders didn't just pop up from nowhere. He's not nationalizing private lands just because he decided one day to do it. They're not destroying the combustion engine and incandescent light bulbs and trying to force you to do things you don't want to do, buy things you can't afford. They're not doing it because they woke up yesterday and decided this is a strategy and it's going on. Day in and day out. And they have their propaganda wing. All Marxists and fascist enterprises do. And they have their New York Times. And they have the Washington Post. They have their Joe Scarboroughs at MSNBC. They have their Wolf Blitzers at CNN. And look. Look how people already from the Biden administration populate the media. Look at it. 
So whether it's the Espionage Act from 1917 or the Ku Klux Klan Act from 1871, use it. Take Trump out. Send a signal to all the other Republicans who dare to step out of line. We want the McConnells. We want the Chris Sununus. We want the Chris Christie's. We want the Romneys, the Collinses, the Murkowskis. That's the kind of Republican we want. A pet Republican who knows his or her place. Like a good little puppy dog. That's what's going on, America. I tell you, I go to the supermarket and I look around every day. I was there today. I don't know how people are doing this. I don't know how they're making ends meet. The gas station that I go to, now I noticed, I spoke to the guy. He said, I have no control over this. Price went up 40 cents, Mr. Producer, in one week. 40 cents again. This is coming. You see the brownouts and blackouts in California, which was once our wealthiest na- uh, state? They're coming to a, an air conditioning unit and a light bulb near you. Gee, Mark, what happened? What happened? It's happening right now. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. We have sponsors who who start on this program and then they they decide they want to go to TV. Most of them don't survive when they go to TV because it's much more expensive. And the audience is much more, um, how shall I say, distributed. And I don't mean ethnically. There's nothing to do with it. I mean, people come and go more on TV than they do on radio. So it's just not as focused as it is on radio. That's what I'm trying to say in an inarticulate way. And we appreciate those sponsors who, who stick with us after having built their platform with us. We've had others. Like Redland Carp, what is it? Light Redland Cotton, X Chair. Um, what are they, Mister? I can't remember them all. Casper, whatever happened to Casper? By the way, and there's others, uh, and we wish them well. We really do. But there are others who've been with us a very long time, and you are just fantastically loyal to our sponsors, and we only present sponsors who are very 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 honest and excellent at what they do we'll be right back mark levin america's tyranny hunter call in now 877-381-3811 on saturday this past saturday mitch mcconnell well, he was able to pull his wits together enough to attend a Republican event in Kentucky on Saturday. It's actually an event for all big-type politicians, you know. And it was supposed to be a, a friendly audience, but for five minutes they booed him. We're only going to give you a little taste of this, although I could listen to it for 20 minutes. But take a listen. Cut six, go. About 28 fancy farm. I want to thank uh, Father Venters and Stephen Elder in charge. I'm sure state troopers are just glad to be on church property without having to tag 
license plate. My friends, I'll be honest, it's not hard for Republicans to look good these days. We're up against the folks who gave you record high inflation. We're up against folks who closed schools and then told you that teachers unions know what's best for your kids. We're up against folks who'd rather let repeat offenders walk free. Can you play that again, Rich? My 28 fancy farm. Goes on for five I minutes. I want to thank uh, Father Venters and Stephen Elder in charge. I'm sure state troopers are just glad to be on church property without having to tag license plates. My friends, I'll be honest. It's not hard for Republicans to look good these days. We're up against the folks who gave you record high inflation. All right, let's stop. Let me tell you something, folks. One of the reasons Mitch McConnell doesn't want any impeachment talk about Biden is because he has his own communist China problem. Peter Schweitzer has been on this show. He's been on my uh, Levin TV show. He's been on Life, Liberty, and Levin, and he's talked about it, that the McConnell family, through marriage, has a very strong economic connection to the communist regime. Uh, that his in-laws have a very cushy deal with the communist Chinese regime on shipping freighters, shipping freighters. And, you know, you have to be in good with the communist regime there in order to get these deals, and they become extraordinarily wealthy. Extraordinarily wealthy. And this is why you don't hear much from McConnell when it comes to the communist Chinese. And I hate to say this, but I think a lot of the Washington ruling class is on the communist Chinese payroll. I really do. You look at the Biden family. He's been in the Senate forever. Then vice president, president McConnell has been the Republican leader, longest Republican leader in the history, longest leader of either party in the history of the Senate. Look at Feinstein. Look at Swalwell. Look at all of them. Look at all of them. I'm not kidding. Anybody who votes for McConnell to be their leader is really, uh, truly pathetic. So what they were yelling was, lost the Senate and retire, which is exactly right. McConnell lost the Senate because he doesn't want any conservatives in there. Have you noticed McConnell treats Democrats and Senate Democrats better than he does conservatives? He hated the Tea Party like his friends on the editorial page of the Wall Street Journal, like McCain, like Romney. They hated the Tea Party. Now, the Tea Party was a spontaneous movement, not a Marxist, you know, proletariat movement, but a patriot movement from the bottom up. Sixty six Republican House seats were won during the Tea Party Revolution. A handful of Senate seats, but we could have won more except for McConnell. McConnell blamed the Tea Party. As he blames Trump, as he blames everybody but himself. But McConnell, through all these years, he's built up alliances. People are on various payrolls. People support him. Like, 
I've always wondered what the relationship is between Karl Rove and McConnell. Have you noticed they never disagree on anything? Karl Rove's all over TV again, trashing Trump, pushing Christie. I mean, you got to be insane. I talk about Lenin and Gramsci and the Democrats top down, Mr. Producer. The Republicans are top down, too. They're not bottom up. The Republicans don't listen to their base. The Democrats pretend to listen to their base, but the Republicans don't even pretend. You're the problem. They could be making all kinds of sweetheart deals here in Washington, D.C., but for you. But for me, I try not to go to Capitol Hill. I went to Capitol Hill for the first time, I think, in years with my wife a couple weeks ago. Told you about the movie, The Sound of Freedom. Well worth it. But particularly on the Senate side, I want nothing to do with them. They want nothing to do with me. Good. Chris Christie has the lowest approval rating of Republicans. The lowest approval rating of anybody who wants to be president. And yet he's on TV more than any Republican. Any. More than Trump, more than DeSantis. More than Scott, more than you name them. He's on TV more than any of them. Because he's a rhino, sympathetic to the Democrats, who's doing maximum damage to conservatism, to MAGA, to Trump. He'll do it to DeSantis. It doesn't matter. He's a jealous SOB. He's also a coward. Brother Hugh Hewitt, why don't you invite your friend to come on my show from time to time? I mean, you get all the rhinos. At least send a few my way, will you? That way I can ask him some tough questions, right, Mr. Producer? That would be nice rather than, hey, what, what do you think of Trump? What do you think DeSantis and the culture wars? That's not a winner, is it, Governor? No, no, let's ask some real questions. I can do it. So we're very excited about uh, the coming launch of the Democrat Party Hates America. I cannot wait for the attacks to come in. I don't just mean by certain retailers. I mean by groups and phony book reviewers. We're going to push back. We're going to fight back. Here's the problem. This book is so thorough. It's so comprehensive. So thorough. So comprehensive. I was editing it up till the time it went to the printer. They're going to have difficulty dealing with it. So they'll turn to the smear machine. And that will tell you that we've hit, we've hit the target, that we're over the target. But with you, anything's possible. The pre-orders are picking up, thanks to you and the radio audience. But we want to really, really overwhelm them. Overwhelm them. And it's to our benefit that Amazon has 38% off. I rounded off the 40, 40% off. Book's about $18 and change. It retails for 30 So that's a big savings right now. And you want to get in the queue so they deliver this book, bring it right to your doorsteps the same day that it comes out. There's a lot of static out there. This is not static. This is substance. Amazon.com, it's right there. We've been kind of hanging around on Amazon.com. Other books that aren't published yet are not hanging around. We're hanging around because many of your fellow listeners have taken action.
They're not waiting. That's a good thing. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Fred, Sunnyvale, California, the great KSFO. Go right ahead. Hello, the great one. How are you? Good, Fred. Go right ahead, brother. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful to speak with you, sir. Um, I, I, I don't know what we're going to do about this situation, how everyone lies. I read in the paper the other day how Trump is hoarding the documents. Terrible things. Hoarding the but documents. I do have a suggestion. Oh, yeah. They must be confusing him with Biden and his uh, Corvette Stingray in his garage. That's exactly what I said, sir. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because you're a genius. Well, you're the genius, sir. No, I'm not. It's really great to speak with you. By the way, do you live near Lawrence Expressway? I'm starting to remember these streets again. Yes. I'm almost afraid to say so. Yes, sir, I do. Okay. You live near Lawrence? Now, you live in Sunnyvale proper? I do. Now, that used to be a very nice community. In other words, the weather's great. They keep their sidewalks nice. You can walk to the ballparks and everything else. Is it still that way? It is, but I'm afraid um, homeless people have showed up here and there. In Sunnyvale? um, It is still a wonderful... Yeah, they show up everywhere. But it is still a wonderful place. Still they still have that uh, Baskin and Robbins there near uh, Lawrence Expressway. I'm telling you, I'm just all food oriented. You understand? Uh, that's a good thing. I don't know, sir. Um, all right. I, I well, really not, don't know. That's okay. Um, here's a suggestion, sir. Um, yes. Two suggestions. One, Were you in the military? No, I was not. But I'm you're in, very, I'm in, you're very polite with your sirs. That's why I'm asking. Go ahead. That's because my father beat me a lot. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Okay, um, I believe Again, you. it's such a pleasure to speak with you, sir. It's, it's you. a great pleasure. I'm, I, I love your work. I love your people. I love what you do. I have Thank two you. suggestions. Yes, sir. One Quickly. is, if you can, if you can uh, give your, if you can, give your book away. Give it to the people that you advertise for, Um the uh, the one institution that's so um, uh, into the Constitution, forgive me, it slips me now because I'm excited to speak with you. Hillsdale? Yeah. Here's the problem. I don't own the books. The publisher owns the books, and they have staff and editors. And I think they want to get paid. I understand that, and and that and, and they should be. There's no question about it. All right, so it. I can't just give the books away. They're not mine to give away. I understand. All right. Okay. Next, next suggestion. Well, we have to expose these morons uh, for the for the morons that they are. Here, here, here's the only way to do it, Fred, and it's word of mouth. That's why I write books because I can do a radio show. It's forgotten a week later, maybe two minutes later. I can do the greatest TV show in my life, in my own opinion. It's forgotten till the next TV show. Books last forever, but they do require you to at least read some of them. And so that's why I do it. We're an army of tens of millions. And if enough people purchase like this book, read enough of it, and pass it on, we're under the radar. We don't have to go through any media, whether it's radio or TV or the Internet or whatever it is. 
We speak one to another. That is the greatest arm, powerful army in this country or the face of the earth. This is why I slave over these books and work and work and work till they're done and they're ready and they go. I'm not saying I hate doing it. I love doing it most of the time. But the point is, to me, that's the way. The Thomas Paine, the pamphlet, this book is in effect a pamphlet. So people digest what's in it. There's information they're not aware of. And then they pass it along. They can either pass it along with the book or when they speak to other people. We have to rely on the patriots in this country. And I want to remind you of something else. The Revolutionary War in this country was supported by 30% of the people. It was opposed by 30% of the people. And the other 40 or so percent of the people didn't take a side. Revolutioners, revolutions are not fought by majorities. They're imposed by minorities. And I've talked over and over again. What's that, Rich? Okay, sorry. And I've talked over and over again about the need for us to be activists. And people say, what should I do? Be informed. Be the Thomas Paines. Be the Paul Revere's. Ideas make all the difference in the world. That's what creates nations. That's what cre- destroys nations. And look, that's why all these people, they've either read tremendous books or they've written books. All these people who lead revolutions are all the great statesmen. It's very, very important. Fred, I want to thank you, my friend. And this one's available right there on Amazon.com. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. They're freedom fighters in Ukraine and Taiwan and all over the world. Our trucker friends and you, the American people. God bless you. See you tomorrow.